Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome to the Razzblitz podcast. I am your host, Matthew Bowie. And joining me tonight, we have the hockey guys. We have Reed and Viz. Reed, how you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty fucking pumped. I'm going to see Star Wars tomorrow, and... I'm like super excited about it. And then I saw it's two and a half hours long and I'm like, damn, that's a long movie. But you're going to miss the Broncos and Colts game. Yeah, I know. It's going to be really (laughs) unfortunate. I'm going to be like one of how many people are on this planet. Um, I'm going to be like one of everybody on the earth and just not watching that game. Because holy Christ, that's going to be terrible. (laughs) And Viz, Viz, how you doing, man? Doing well, no complaints. Glad to be back on. Uh, still in some fantasy football leagues, four out of six. So I need, I'll need some help from you guys. I'm um, looking to learn some stuff today. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see how it is. <laughs> All right, uh, Zach, Zach, how you doing, man? Um, I, I could be better. I, I, I could be a whole <laughs> lot better. Um, I'm just gonna put it at that, and no, we'll, no, I'm, I'm no, sure no. we'll get into what's it. What's wrong, Zach? What's wrong? Um. I feel like uh, I just feel like that one kid from Alabama or Tennessee who who posted that bullying video, but minus all like the racial allegations, and I'm not a big fan of the Confederacy. I, I just was ultimately bullied uh, over our Raz Blitz group chat on Monday night into Tuesday morning because the Patriots lost, which is cause for the annual Brady sucks, Belichick's the, word head, uh, the worst head coach, and Father Time's catching up to Tom Nobody Brady. said anything about Belichick. Uh, they were about to. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess, I guess, like, the whole, uh, Belichick's gonna pout at the, at the podium again. And you're just making stuff up to get sympathy from our listeners, and no. they deserve it. No, I'm like I'm a hundred percent confident that our listeners are on the side of you three and not me, because I can guarantee you our listeners are probably like San Diego Padre fans because of Jay, and I guess now our viewership <laughs> is probably like one hundred percent Bills Mafia because we have Viz and Reed on every single week, and we have uh, we have some Canadian. Canadian listeners now, since uh, Reed and Viz, a, a big uh, part of your listening is from Canada. So, welcome to all the Canadians, or welcome all the Canadians. I, I'm Suri. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I would never discredit Belichick. He's the goat, but uh, you got to be able to take some shit every now and then. And the, and the yeah. important thing is to that to them is the game literally meant nothing. You know they beat Pittsburgh. They're back in the one seed, and luckily for them, Gronk only got one game somehow, so they'll have him this week. And okay. they're favorite. I'll say, yeah, Pittsburgh always just gets killed by New England because Tomlin has the worst game plan ever against them. I mean, we can talk about that later, but I mean, you, I really like New England to, to bounce back this week. I I agree with you on that. However, if this was a game where Pittsburgh would win ever against the Patriots, I think this would be it because 
you know, this is an injury-riddled uh, Pats offense, obviously, but, you know, they just lost Marcus Cannon, their right tackle for the year. He was placed on IR. I'm not fully convinced Brady is healthy with his Achilles injury, and it's a short week. So, on I, you know, I think you should start everyone that you have on Pittsburgh, except, I guess, Martavis Bryant. But you guys would yeah, start Juju, start right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's the highest over-under of the week by a fair amount, so just getting guys in this game, I mean, it goes both ways, too, because Pittsburgh's defense is obviously taking a beating as well. Uh, but yeah, I'd be looking to play most of, not all of my guys on both of these teams that I own. Do we think the line in this game is right? New England's a three-point favorite on the road. Do yeah. we think that's a good line? I mean, uh, they're begging you to take Pittsburgh, and New England's going to win by like. Nine. Yeah, it, it actually opened at two, and it just got buried right away to up to three. I mean, we're at the point of the year, at least for most of the big games. You know, when you get in the playoffs, you don't see one or two point spreads. Really, it's either a pick or it gets out to three or more. I mean, there's one other game that I'm sure we'll talk about Saturday night, which is uh, the biggest game for the other part of the AFC, the other playoff spots, but. No, three on the road, even still, it seems it seems about right to me. Because, like I said, two doesn't seem like it's enough. And if you go to three and a half, given that the hook is kind of a, a bit much too, I would be surprised if the line moves off three in either direction. All right, yeah, uh, I think we should just go ahead and outright skip the Thursday game. Um, what? It's, also, uh, I mean, yeah. just want to throw this out there. When, when, uh, Stan and, when Son and I were on last week, saying that Denver was going to beat up on the Jets. We all have good the, takes. You don't have to brag about it. <laughs> but I'm going to on this one because I was like, I was laughed at on this one. And well, I, I, mean, had a com- about- I had a commenter on the injury report say, oh, there's no way Demarius Thomas is going to do anything in this game. Well, you can start crediting me now because I said he wouldn't. Congratulations. I mean, would, you, would you play anybody in this game outside of like, yes. maybe Denver D? Would yes. you play Thomas? I'd play CJ. I'd play Thomas. In my flex. Okay. I okay. play Thomas, and on the um, yeah, never mind. Yeah, I, I play just, Thomas. I think that's it. I'll just okay. I was gonna say because like Frank Gore, I, I just want to say like the I would almost completely ignore the Bills Colts game last week because of the weather. I would take almost nothing away from that game going forward. So just because Gore had a nice week because of the volume, you just can't expect that going forward and i i wouldn't plan this week unless you're you're desperate and odds are when you're in the semifinals of your league you're probably you have yeah you have better options right i think cj anderson's an interesting flex play uh just because of the the carries he's been getting lately and chances are that he might get a you know a carry within the five yard line and be able to execute it against a, a really bad defense so i I can see him being a viable flex option. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. Yeah, I, I think you can go with better options. I mean, it's all about I mean, who you I mean, have, but in the same range, yeah. I, mean, I would much is... rather have McKinnon or Latavius Murray. Okay. I I'd, I would be okay with Murray, but I don't. McKinnon just hasn't had as much of a volume lately, and I think it's more of a Murray game because they're such big favorites against the Bengals. The way they laid an egg last week. I mean, Anderson is 11th on the pigskinator this week for running back. So clearly Rudy's system likes him quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, that gives me more reason to think he's at least a solid flex play. What does Rudy's system think of AJ Green this week? It has him as the number five receiver. 
But yeah. he's also but he's also closer uh, to number like eighteen than he is to number four. Okay, uh, it's pretty clear cut. Michael Thomas number one by a mile actually, and then Julio wow. Brown. Then Julio and Brown are super close. Then Thielen, and then it's just a massive group under that with Green, Tate, Keenan Allen, Funches, Hopkins, uh, Demarius. There's just a ton of guys close to that. But yeah, Michael Thomas. Surprisingly, and not even that close to have him number one. Interesting. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. So let's go into the Saturday games. We got two of them this week. We'll start with uh, the Bears and the Detroit Lions. The Lions still fighting for playoff hopes. The Bears just kind of, you know, playing spoiler or just doing whatever the fuck John Fox thinks <laughs> wants to do. I guess I don't know. Beating the Bengals, beating the shit out of them last week. it was kind of nice. It was kind of nice to see the the Bears play like a real offense and let Trubisky throw a bit, and he did well. Like, a, mm-hmm. wasn't doing them any good when he was when they were running it every play, and he was throwing it eight or eleven times in a game. It just it served no purpose for his development. You know, so it was encouraging to see them actually let him throw it thirty times. What do you think about the Bears drafting? Uh, I'll, I'll throw it to you, Viz. What do you think about the Bears possibly drafting that receiver from Alabama? His name, his name slips off. The Calvin top. Ridley. Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Yeah. They just got to get somebody, whether it's free agency or the draft. I mean, their their receivers are so bad. I mean, it's hard to remember a team with a worse set of options than they have. I mean, granted, you get Cameron Meredith out before the season starts. Kevin White. I'm a West Virginia fan. It pains me how many injuries he suffered. But it's like, you know, Kendall right now in just a bunch of nonsense. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. They're also in a position to potentially trade back to the team who wants a quarterback and stockpile a bunch of picks, then get a receiver later. Uh, I pay a lot of attention to college, but I don't really know where guys are on boards yet. So right. it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, receivers bear- certainly should be in play. Yes. The Bears, the Bears don't do. Do they have their first round pick this year? They yeah, the, yeah. They the only thing they gave up. Well, no, they gave up like a third and then a bunch of like fifth round picks okay. to move up the one spot in the draft. The name I'd keep an eye on for the Bears would be Anthony Miller out of Memphis. Mm-hmm. You could probably get him in the later part of the first round. He is the real deal. Um, I, wa- I was watching that UCF Memphis game and. Uh, like I'm watching him, and it is just um, like a man among boys out there, and he really? is just doing everything for them. Yeah, he's, he's very good. He's very good. He should be one of the best wideouts to produce right away in the NFL for yeah, rookies so next year. Just quick. So as far as first-round picks owed go next year, as of now, all it is is the Browns have uh, Houston's pick as the Deshaun Watson trade, which actually means right now the Browns that have picked one and five. Yeah. And, uh, and then the Bills have the Chiefs pick for them trading up to take Mahomes. Other than that, uh, it's all second rounders and later that have been traded. Okay, uh, so we'll start with you, Zach. I I like Jordan Howard this week against the Lions. I think that's pretty pretty reasonable, being that how bad Detroit's run off run defense is. I mean, they even let Doug Martin get into the end zone last week. <laughs> but uh, did, what do you think of? Let's say the the Detroit Lions receivers this week. Who do you like of the group? Yeah, I, I think you can probably start both Jones and Tate. I would be a little bit more comfortable with Jones than I am Tate as of now. Um, I don't think it's the 
greatest matchup in the world, but I, you know, I don't have any issues with them. This isn't a game I'm like really excited about, except for Jordan Howard. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I feel good playing both of those guys. I guess the question is, like, would you play Ebron? Because tight end is really rough right now. Uh, he has come off a ten catch game. He yeah. has like an okay floor because he's had like four catches and at least four catches the last four the or five thing, starts. Yeah. The thing about Eric Ebron is that he's so hot and cold, and a lot of it is based off of matchup. And Tampa Bay mm-hmm. is really bad against covering tight ends. I don't really know yeah. why. And I I'm, I'm interested to hear your take on this, Matt. But. I just, for the longest time, everything that I look at in terms of just matchup for stats, Tampa Bay is horrible covering tight ends. And I didn't want to, like, write him up or use him last week because, again, he's just so hot and cold and naturally he goes off. But I wonder if it really just is because Tampa Bay is horrible. It really is because Tampa Bay is horrible. I mean, Mike Smith is running such a shit show of a defense uh, to go along with a predictable offense. Like, it... Everything that could have gone wrong this year has completely gone wrong, and I just can't. I can't wait for this season to be over. Um, but yes. as for as for the you know the tight end position, I I don't understand why they're so bad against tight ends. Um, I don't know if it's Chris Conti being on the field. I don't know if it's because the linebackers are selling out to stop the run on passing plays. Like I don't get it. Can anyone help me out with this? I mean, no, I don't. I, I don't know if it's a scheme thing or what. I mean, I've my viewing of Tampa has been limited, at least in the recent yeah. weeks, just because they've been so bad. So I don't really know. But yeah, like I have a team. I have Safarian Jenkins and Austin Hooper, and I could pick up Ebron in like the three. It's just like different piles of suck. And I feel like I mean, a lot of people are in that spot because once you get past you know Kelsey Gronk, Delaney Walker. And uh, Ertz, and then Jimmy Graham, even though he's coming off a zero-point week, and Ingram. After that, so you're looking at six guys. It gets ugly really quick. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> one of these yeah, even even Charles Clay, even, even Charles Clay disappeared. Yeah, I, he fell I, off I, after he got hurt. I think next year, you know, tight end is a tough position to play as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you're learning to block and you know run NFL routes and a whole a whole new offense and everything. I think we can kind of look forward to uh, David Joku and uh, OJ Howard getting a little bump next year, and maybe you know being a little bit more consistent eight eight to ten right. point scores. Yeah, it, you get Greg Olson back healthy, and then you know I think Hunter Henry too could finally play more than. 50% of the snaps, it's crazy to me that he doesn't play more than he Antonio does. Antonio Gates has to retire. Yeah, he's just a walking corpse at this point. Alright, we can move on to the Chargers though, Reed. Uh, who do you who do you like on the Chargers side of the box? I, I have Phillip Rivers as my number one quarterback this week. Honestly, I just love everything about the Chargers this week. I'm a huge Keenan Allen and Phillip Rivers fan. Also, Fuck Philip Rivers and fuck Keenan Allen for getting up by <laughs> so much, and Anthony Lynn as well, for getting up by so much in that game against Washington that those two didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Um, I lost the one team that I had remaining in the playoffs. I lost because they stopped playing. I stopped accumulating points from those Preach. guys. Yeah, And Keenan Allen had a catch, that, w- and he went out at the one-yard line. 
That's great. And then <laughs> well, Melvin Gordon yeah, just he made it. it. He, he made a diving catch, and he got touched by the safety before he could roll in. Like, he made a valiant effort. He didn't just, like, shit. roll in. <laughs> roll he, in. Did, he did roll in. He just got touched. It was a game of tag. And you know what? Like, I, like, I think Keenan Allen is just going to absolutely destroy. Like, I expect this to be a rather high-scoring game. But, like, I I don't know how Kansas City is a one-point favor in this one. No, it's the, other, it's the other way oh. around. And I think that's completely insane. I was going to – well, all you guys finish off first. But I think this line is completely wrong. That, no, that's what I was getting at. I don't understand how they're a one-point favorite. The Chargers are an absolute fire right now. Oh, I I think the Chiefs should be favorites. I, I like really? the Chiefs a lot. Whoa! Game. Okay, all right. I know the Chargers are on fire, but that's just like – it seems crazy to me that in a primetime game at home where the Chiefs have one of the two loudest stadiums in the country, like, I know they haven't been playing that well and the Chargers are on fire, but I think it's a bit of recency bias here. Like, I, I love the Chiefs this week getting a point. That just seems nuts to me. I, like, I don't, in fantasy-wise, like, I'm a little scared of Tyree Kill because Hayward's so good, or but... I don't know. That, that line just seems crazy to me. Like, I can't remember the Chiefs being a dog at home to anyone outside of like New England in years. And so, yeah, are the Chargers really that good? Like, I know they have been lately, but I mean, who have they beaten? They've destroyed the Bills. They beat the Redskins last week. They beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving without Elliott. Beat Cleveland, and they beat Cleveland. So. What are we looking at here? Like, they haven't really beat anybody. Three of the four were at home. The only uh, road game was at Dallas. Like, I, this seems kind of like a letdown spot to me. I, I kind of like the Chiefs this week. I'm going to bet wherever the public is not going this week, and I think the public is going to heavily bet the Chargers. I think it's going to be like 75%. And I, I kind of agree with you, Viz, that they haven't played anyone lately. And I agree with you too, Reed. I mean, this team is on fire on offense. It looks like they can't be stopped. And the Chiefs don't have don't have anything on defense to write home about. But yeah, it's um, like you said, second toughest stadium to play in. It's a division game. It's going to be a lot closer than than people think. So I I'm, I may roll with the Chiefs this week. Like, win, win. I I honestly I honestly thought the spread was going to be like Chiefs by three. Maybe two. Like the teams are even, but they get the home field advantage points. I was just really surprised when that line opened up. So I, I just like to say I totally agree with what Reed was saying, but at the same time, I, I think Viz's analysis in terms of just pure Vegas analysis is spot on. So obviously, the Kansas City defense is has it just does not look good. They get Peters back. Does that? I know Peters isn't good, but do you guys uh, maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, do you think that makes their defense a little bit better? And then my second well, question well, is, he's, okay. no, <laughs> I was just going to say my second question is, what do you guys think about Hunter Henry this week? I uh, like him. Like him a lot. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like all, <laughs> most of the weapons in this game. Uh, Peters, yeah, he gets burned a lot, but he also gets a lot of picks. He kind of reminds me of like, how Asante Sammy was, he would just have a couple plays a game where he just got burned horribly, but he'd always manage his way to find a pick. And I just, I feel like Rivers is going to make some mistake. I don't know. Like, it definitely helps because 
even if Peters isn't great, his replacements were certainly worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got absolutely lit up by the Jets, which says all you really need to know. Yeah, that was that was pretty sad. But uh, no, they beat a worse Oakland team last week, so we shall. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, uh, this yeah, is a weird game, though. It's a really weird game. Like, if you told me the Chargers won in and won fairly easily, like I wouldn't be completely shocked. I also wouldn't be shocked if the Chiefs rolled. Like, I think everything is in play in this game. I would just be surprised if it was lower scoring. Is about it. I think both teams get to in the twenties, possibly higher. All right, Viz, which one do you think is better for the Bills for uh, playoff implications? Who would you be rooting it would, for? It would definitely be better for the Chargers to win just because they, they beat the Chiefs, so there's a tiebreaker on the Chiefs where they lost to the Chargers. Uh, if the Chargers won, almost certainly if the Bills end up in a tie, they will end up with a tiebreaker against everyone. Uh, including the Titans, who I think actually are in more danger to fall than the Ravens. But the Ravens, yes. too. They, they might do it themselves. The Titans are bad. It's actually really interesting. If you look at the uh, tiebreaker scenario, sorry to cut you off there, The if it's a three-way tie between the Chargers, the Bills, and the Titans for the last playoff spot, I'm assuming Baltimore is getting in because they don't play anybody else the rest of the mm-hmm. way. The Bills actually win, or, yeah, the Bills win that tiebreaker. Right now. Right now, but if the Bills in a three-way tie against the Chiefs and the Titans, the Chiefs actually get in, even though the Chiefs lost to the Bills. Oh God! And the head-to-head, which is really weird. Like, mm-hmm. so it's sort of a conflicting thing if you're a like a Bills fan or if you're rooting for like pure chaos. You're like, well, this one, like, you kind of need to know what else happens. Like, you you can't figure it out after this week. Right. You guys. You guys know that we could possibly, in some realm of possibility, be three weeks away and three Dolphins wins away from, or I'm sorry, three Jake Cutler wins away from the Dolphins being in the playoffs. Like, what about Jay Cutler? That's why I said Jay. Uh, Sound a lot, a lot like Jai. Jai Cutler, like Jai Jai Courtney, Jai Courtney, Jai Cutler. Do you have any faith in them playing that well again? I hope. I want it so bad. I want Jay Cutler in the playoffs so bad. But <laughs> hold on, I'm going to introduce so, the Twitter. I'm going to introduce a stat about the Dolphins. In in tw- 2006, after they beat New England at home, the next week they played at Buffalo, lost 21 nothing. 2013, uh, Miami beats New England at home, goes to Buffalo the next week, they lose 19 nothing. 2014, Miami beats New England at home. Then goes to Buffalo the very next week and loses twenty nine to ten. Nathan gonna be honest, playing Nathan. No, Tyrod. He's not. Tyrod's going to be Tyrod's playing. Oh. In fact, that's going to be in the injury report tomorrow. Yeah. Tyrod yeah, he, will be starting this game. Yeah, he had, he had a full practice today, so he will be in. Uh, there's still no betting team. line on this, but I mean, I guess the only good thing for Miami is it's not supposed to snow. It's going to be like thirty degrees, cloudy, but. They have a real bad. That's Jay Cutler weather right there. That's that Soldier <laughs> Field weather. That's him having a cigarette to keep warm on the sideline weather. <laughs> same here. Same here. <laughs> no, I I just think it's funny, and I hope it happens because I'd love to bet against Jay Cutler in the playoffs. There's so I many mean, quarterbacks like that. That the funny thing is, like two of them could easily end up playing each other. Like 
a Blake Bortles Joe Flacco showdown is completely in play right now. This and, could be like playoff wise, like a really easy slate to just bet on and do very well. Speaking right. Speaking of betting, this is kind of off topic, but at the end, I want to hear the fresh takes from all of you guys because you guys are hilarious to listen to betting on um, about the uh, bowl games. Oh, do you I guys do you guys bet bowl games? Yeah. Of course, I do a pool with, uh, with the the confidence level, so you have to rank the games one through forty one, uh, depending on how confident you are. So whatever one you feel the most, if you get it right, you get forty one points all the way down and then the most points at the end wins instead of just picking whoever wins every game uh, puts a little more I don't know <laughs> a little more value into it a little more in research instead of just oh this team I think they'll win check them off putting them in order is more interesting to me but uh, sure we can talk about it <laughs> alright we can move to the Sunday games we have, we'll start off with the Eagles and Giants because I want to talk about Nick Foles and I've been getting a lot of questions on Razball from people who have lost Carson Wentz, who obviously rode him to a first-round bye, and they're wondering who they should pick up. And I think Nick Foles is a pretty good option with uh, you know, what's probably on the waiver wire. So, Reed, what do you think about Nick Foles? I like Nick Foles a lot, especially this week. They're at home against the Giants. As they're, long at as the, the, they're at the Giants. Oh, they're at yeah. the Giants. Sorry. Um, I should ask Viz. They're seven. Okay, <laughs> they're seven and a half. They're seven and a half point favorites. Like I, I expect them to sort of beat up on the Giants. The Giants suck. Yeah, like, they stink. They got beat up. They got just ran out of their own building against the Cowboys. I, I don't like. I think this is a great spot for Nick Foles. They're gonna try and do some stuff to get him like game like actual gameplay like get him in rhythm with the offense he's done it before like it's not it's not like putting nathan peterman into the into the lineup like nick Foles has had success in the nfl before i expect him to do it again i i think he's a good pickup because you're probably going to need somebody unless aaron Rodgers is somehow still available on the waiver wire but and i think they have the redskins next week too and that sounds like a pretty favorable matchup. If you're, I mean, Josh Josh Norman's not the best corner in football anymore. So, um, I mean, the Eagles play the Raiders on Christmas night. On they do uh, next week, yeah. So okay. that's just as good of a spot. So what? So they have they have Philly week seventeen then. Philly sounds has like- Giants, Raiders, Cowboys. From almost my schedule that I'm looking at's wrong. Oh, what the hell? I was looking at uh, <laughs> I was looking at Kirk Cousins' playoff schedule, and I could have swore I saw the Eagles on there, but I guess I'm wrong. And that's probably why I don't have any teams in the fantasy playoffs anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I'll just I'll throw this to you guys. I mean, if Fools isn't the best guy out there, it's either it's probably him or Garoppolo. I mean, would you if Garoppolo's out there, absolutely. Right. Oh, so geez. so sweet. His playoffs schedule is sexy. So right. so, be- so beautiful, Jimmy. <laughs> so he's very good. Looking. Very yeah, good. it's 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 very interesting that the Patriots, you know, trade away their franchise quarterback. What do you, what do you, what's your take on that, Zach? What? <laughs> <laughs> they traded away their franchise quarterback. Okay, I'm not even going to address that. So, anyway, so I have Nick Foles right now in uh, 14th in my rankings. He's just behind Garoppolo, Keenum, and Bortles, not in that order. That's um, that's very sexy. That's, he's that's kind of a, above... That's a good look. He's above guys like Jameis, Jared Goff, Marcus Mariota, 
Um, I am above Jameis, like. Yeah, of course, and Alex you. Smith. I'm not really confident in Alex Smith at all. I know he's at home, and I know what Viz said, but I have Alex Smith quite low. Um, where? What do you guys think of guys like Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, and Ben Roethlisberger, and how they compare to Aaron Rodgers this week? I'd rather play Aaron Rodgers over all of them. I have Aaron Rodgers as my fifth or sixth quarterback this week, and those guys are all in the 10 to 12 range. I still don't trust Dak yet. Uh, I know he's he's had a couple of good games lately, uh, but no, I I know they're playing Oakland, but I, I just can't live with myself leaving Aaron Rodgers on the bench and losing a playoff matchup. Yeah, I have him and Ben on a team, and I'm debating which one to play still. I mean, I would feel definitely safe playing Rodgers over Dak. I mean, you, t- you don't want to take anything away, but, I mean, 80-yard screen pass to Rod Smith last week really boosted those numbers up. Oh, that eliminated me from the playoffs, uh, leaving Ugh. Rod Smith on the bench. Yeah, uh, but I, was, I have something to say about you, that. Biz. You told me to start Ted again. That was you. I think I did. I apologize. No, it's okay. I, I make my own decisions. I mean, I get paid to do this, so I should be able to make my own decisions. <laughs> anyway. So I, I have something to say about what um what you said about how his stats get inflated by Rod Smith. And I hear this a lot because I, I feel like over the years, a lot of the arguments have always been, yeah, but if you take away that 80-yard you know, touchdown run, then really he only averaged like 2.3 yards per carry. Well, that's what happens well, when you get I mean, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I but mean, here's, the thing that, here's the thing that I, I just want to say about that really quick. Sports are very, very, very random. Football is a little bit less random than other sports like hockey and oh, soccer. No. Football is the most random by far. Football is really random, and every single year we say, oh, wow, this this year is really weird compared to other years. No, every single year is weird. I, I understand that... You're taking that this take to the grave, aren't you? I am, oh, because I just I hear it so often about, oh, yeah, well, if you take away Rod Smith, well, he doesn't do well. Listen, it's a good matchup, and, you know... There's a reason why New York gives up an 80-yard screen pass to Rod Smith. It's because they're well, not I, very good. I mean, that's fair. I like that take. I well, like it. I mean, good job, Zach. They're Thank all, you. They're, not, they're normally not that good of a screen team. In in the four weeks previous, his highest yards passing was 179. So, I don't know. I mean, I get that the matchup's really good, but I would feel safe playing Rodgers even in a worse matchup than going to Dak. I mean, Dak is fine. If you don't have a top-end guy, I'd be fine starting him this week because of that matchup. But, I mean, counting on him to get back to 29 points next or, uh, this week seems like a stretch, which is so, what he had in standard leagues. Yeah, so I think the I, most important... I have Rodgers ninth. He's just below Dak, Matt Ryan, and Ben Roethlisberger. He's above Stafford, Keenum, Garoppolo, Bortles, and Foles. I think that's pretty reasonable. I just, I just have uh, Rogers a few, a few spots ahead of the, those fellers right there. Yeah, I mean, that's the drop off, right? I mean, there's the clear top nine. I think this week, depending on how you want to order them, like I can't see putting Stafford ahead of Rogers. I can't see putting Stafford ahead of Prescott, Dak, or Prescott, Ryan, Roethlisberger. I feel like those nine are the drop off. How you want to rearrange those guys in that tier is honestly up to you. 
Yeah, but there is there is something I wanted to talk about since we're on the subject of Aaron Rodgers. Is it okay to put Jordy Nelson back in your lineup yet? I was going to ask that exact same question. I guess for the listeners to get a real understanding, Jordy Nelson hasn't put up in standard scoring, hasn't put up more than four fantasy points since Aaron Rodgers went out in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they in have... the Minnesota game, he had six points. Then he had 1.3, 3. 3.5, 2, 2.4, 1.1, 1.7, 3.3. 3. Um, his targets have still actually been there. It's just Brent Hundley throwing him the ball. I think but Devontae could... Adams has been able to do a lot. And, yeah, but and... I mean Hundley's not the Hundley's not a deep thrower really, and that's right. where Jordy thrives. I mean, I would I actually love Jordy this week as like a DFS yes. tur- tournament play because I think the ownership might be a little down because he's just been so bad and burned so many people the last month. His price has to be lower too. No, actually, I I I agree. That's what you both guys would think would happen. I think Jordy's ownership is going to skyrocket because his price is up there. I'll pull up the specific price, but he went from like a middle of the road mint salary option just because mm-hmm. of his struggles to I think he's in like the seven eight k range. I mean, I think wow, anything, really? that's going to drive. Yeah, that, because anything that's going to drive his ownership down. Yeah, that though. could, that could. But I think people understand that Rogers is coming back. And again, just based off your question, Matt. Um, yeah, Jordy has a lot of that uh, chemistry with Rogers. But when you look at what Jordy did on the field with Rogers this year, he was kind of like a really big touchdown dependent tight end almost. Yeah, he was really touchdown dependent. Really red zone touchdown dependent. So so I don't know if he's a quality start this week and I don't and on the flip side, I don't think you're panicking and benching Devontae Adams. So Jordy Nelson's sixty three hundred in DraftKings. What about FanDuel? I don't do FanDuel. FanDuel. Yeah, oh. I don't. I don't do a kicker because that's just <laughs> not. Not you just. It's easy. You just pick Harrison Bucker. Because if you aren't going with Andy Reid's kicker, what you doing? I mean, obviously Jordy <laughs> has like D-W-I-D. top five receiver upside this week too, and he also could just fall flat on his face. So yeah, I understand. I, mean, I, I like as much of a high risk, high reward play there is even in a in a normal league too. I like I, I like mean, the boom bust analysis. Yeah, and he's at least flex consideration in, at the worst. Yeah, in in, in season long fantasy leagues, I understand what Matt was saying earlier about how you're just devastated if you if you lose because you didn't play Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the same applies to Jordy. I, I really no. don't. I mean, the sad thing is, for a lot of people who own Jordy, their season's probably done just because he well, was the second pick and killed yeah. them. I mean, did people really hold on to him though? What's well, my yeah, point? I, I, he was not, he was not any waiver wires in any of the leagues I played in. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at ESPN now. He's 95% owned. Yeah. That's weird. It's, yeah, I mean, uh, but I think people just held on. Like, it's the just same, yeah, him on the same, bench. Yeah, it's, like, I guess it's the same thing with Rodgers. You just pray to God, you know, instead of with Rodgers, you pray he comes back himself. With Jordy, you just pray Rodgers comes back and he and it clicks for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I I think it's a good DFS play. 
bit that didn't sound too expensive like i'm not a normal dfs player so i don't know exactly is that like top 20 wide receiver cash yeah yeah around there i mean definitely not top 10 but you know in that sort of range okay i Um, think it was a whole lot lower last week you know who i do love in dfs this week though who oh wait wait wait. i bet you i can guess just give me the position quarterback philip rivers well, yeah, but he's okay, gonna go. okay. He's gonna uh, wait, 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 wait. I got this. Uh, Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Peterman. No, uh, <laughs> Blake Bortles. I love no, Blake that. Bortles. That's Same. okay. That's like that's such Same. an obvious take, though. That's just that's like Matt. I mean, I, mean, I think I mean, Matt. You imagine saying this a month ago, though. Well, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's the wild part that like everyone's debating. Like, okay, to get to the championship, hmm, Jimmy Garoppolo like or said- Blake. Bortles. You just acted like I said Jared Goff or something. No, I acted like no. Matt's quickly evolved on this podcast from being the freezing cold take person to the obvious take person. There's no difference. Oh, never mind. What? Why do I my producer? Anymore? Come on, Jesus! You can mute your mic. Okay, I, I'm I'm flying to Florida and cutting your fucking cord. All right. Um. Yeah, Holy I do like. I, oh my I do god. Like, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> or uh, or are you? I don't know. No, I'm, I wouldn't waste the plane ticket money, um, dude. But, but yeah, are there any airports in Iowa though? Think about that one. Yeah, I'm very close to an international airport. Actually, is the international airport? It's got like a it's barn. Moline. That, that's the, the only Mol- one. Moline, Illinois. Is it in a barn? <laughs> yes. I had to drive for a wedding a couple years ago out in uh, Dubu- Dubuque. Dubuque. Oh god, that Iowa. place is a shithole. Oh my god, and no, we flew in to Chicago and got a rental car. Dude, there's a lot of fucking corn out in Iowa. Holy <laughs> shit! Dude, you just go all to Nebraska because it's worse. There are oh three god, things so in the. Boring. There are three things in Iowa. There's corn. There's Evan, and there's Matt. Oh yeah, that's pretty true. And then there's and the no, there's and the the Cubs triple A off, uh, offensive line in a slow Big Ten uh, college Ooh, football team. I like that. I like that. Uh, Zach, have you been to Wisconsin? I have. It's not that much different than Iowa. <laughs> I mean, well, where I was was I, I've been to Green Bay. I've been to Lambeau. Um, I've been to uh, Wausau, which is. Like, kind of up north. So, where have you been? So, Iowa City is basically the same as Madison. Okay. And Des Moines is basically the same as Milwaukee. I without, have driven without, through without Milwaukee. The, without, without the professional sports team. Well, Milwaukee's kind of like a... It's kind of like Tampa in that it's kind of a city, but it's Last not a big city. Murders? Uh, murders? Murders, yes. Okay. Strip clubs, Yes. Yeah, there's tons of strip clubs. There are like a lot of strip clubs. It's kind of it's kind of frightening. <laughs> it's like and again, I wouldn't really know what they are like. I just drive past them every single day and there are a Have crap. Have you ever ton. watched a movie where there's a strip club in it? Uh well, um, yeah. That's what it's like. I, I mean, okay. So fairly, it's crazy because all the strip it's a clubs. Fairly accurate representation. All the strip clubs are on the way to Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, it's not shocking. 
Yeah, um, you got to recruit guys to sign in Tampa somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. How do you, I like how that. Do you think, how do you think they got Deshaun Jackson? I mean, uh, it's very the weather, good. the weather, and the tax. I the 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 doesn't yeah. Florida have like a weird tax system compared to the rest of? Doesn't like not tax, have one? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, have... Texas and Florida don't have state taxes, I believe. That's right. So it's just pretty much warm weather and less money Deshaun Jackson has to pay. Fair enough. All right, but yeah, I like D.D. Westbrook a lot. I love D.D. Westbrook. I think he, I mean, he's obviously a dynasty guy. Okay, you so, could, you could start him this week. Yeah, absolutely. I am starting him. Are you guys? Day. What do you guys think of Marquise Lee this week? I'd rather start D.D. Westbrook. I'd rather start D.D. Westbrook. If you don't have D.D. Westbrook and you have Marquise Lee, do you think he's a flex play? Yeah, they're playing the Texans, and the Texans stink. Good call. Yep. That's so obvious, but okay. What? You asked the... <laughs> no, I'm kidding, dude. I'm, I'm, totally, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Wait, 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 really quick. Matt, what's your opinion on the Indianapolis secondary? It's very good. Really? Shut up. You get, want a hot get, take? Matt, what's your I mean, opinion they would, they would on AJ Green? Okay. <laughs> um, my my opinion on what? What's your opinion on Antonio Brown? Do you think he's good? I think he's overrated. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rams Seahawks. So the Seahawks secondary is is pretty beat up. They are not the same defense as we've seen uh, two out of the last three weeks. So what do we think the Rams can do against them? I'll start with you, Viz. I mean, I, I kind of like the Seahawks to win in this spot, but it should be another high-scoring game. Uh, the speed on the Rams' offense is just unbelievable, and getting Woods back is really going to help them out. Uh, I'd be surprised if you know Gurley didn't have his usual big game. Uh, Cooper Cup has been great. Uh, those would be the two guys I feel confident starting. Uh, I wouldn't feel that good playing Woods' his first game back. Uh, Sammy Watkins hasn't had the consistency. Uh, Goff, if you're desperate. But I think they'll be able to get up and down the field. I'm just not convinced that they're actually going to be able to stop Seattle either. Right. Yeah. Viz, does this line worry you at all? Rams, the, well, the Rams opened up a one-half point favorite. They're now oh, two-and-a-half point dogs. Yeah, they, they got the Rams got, then. Yeah, I think I bet you this line closes at three. Uh, I think at three you'll see some resistance, some people taking the Rams. Like I, I don't know. I'll ask you guys. I mean, how how do you feel about the Rams in general? Like I, I'm still not completely sold. I think McVeigh is a great coach. I think Wade Phillips is a great defensive coach. They obviously have a ton of speed on both sides of the ball. Aaron Donald's one of the best players, if not the best player in football. But I'm still having a hard time buying into them. I, don't. I think they really. I'm talking, Zach. <laughs> I let you go. I wasn't like trying to speak over you. You did. You were like, ah. Um, I think they miss Robert Woods a lot. Um, I mean, Cooper Cup has done fine, but Sammy Watkins has, besides his one touchdown a game, he's getting like 20 yards a game, and I, I just think Robert Woods is a big difference maker for this team. I mean. Todd Gurley's going to ball out every week. But um, the defense, I mean, Alec, Alec Ogletree is a little beat up. Um, Mark Barron hasn't done shit in the last few weeks. I don't know if he's hurt or what. Like, I don't watch it that closely. I'm just watching on the red zone. But I just noticed, like, statistically, he hasn't really been there lately. So I think 
I think they're about a year away. Um, but I think they should make the postseason, but I, I'd bet against them if they do. Go ahead, Zach. You can talk now. Thank you. Um, well, All right, stop. Stop <laughs> yeah, no. So I, of course, you know, love Gurley. Fournette was able to find some success against this defense. I'm more confident in all things Seattle than I am all things Los Angeles because they're off. Um, they're one week removed um, from just a really tough game against Jacksonville on the road. They got shocked. I think they should have won that game, but Jacksonville's defense came to play. When? And when? Played. When? 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 What they do you mean? Beat the whole game. I know. I'm saying before the game. I think. Oh, I gotcha. think Seattle should have won that game. Um, but but now they're now they're going at home against a weakened Los Angeles defense that hasn't really looked good these past couple weeks. I mean they look they you know they haven't looked like Houston or Tennessee, but I still think that they that Russell Wilson should have a great game. Jimmy Graham, you can start Doug Baldwin. Of course, you can start start. I don't have any major I don't have any problems with one of the other Seattle receivers as like a high end flex play. And I even think I still I think you can start Mike Davis in this matchup too. Oh, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I like Mike yeah. Davis a lot. I was so I was on the road for most of today and I was listening to um Sirius XM radio and Jeff Manns put it pretty well and he said this is like, you know, before you step up into the batter's box, you're swinging the baseball bat with um like the hole, the 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 ring or whatever the it is, the donut, and you know it, it's resistance and they. So you've never played baseball? No, I mean like I've played. Shut up, Matt. Let me continue. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey guys, you know Robert Woods is like a crucial part to this offense. Um, yeah. Thank. Anyway. No, but that's what you said, buddy. He yeah, is a crucial part to the offense. Yeah, I know. You that's know, what I'm saying. That, Matt is saying just providing. I'm not talking to you, Zach. I'm talking to the listener, you see. <laughs> anyway. Fact, Zach, Zach, if you don't mind, I can hijack this uh, analogy and Go give ahead. you one that's a little bit more personal. So when um, before hockey practice, normally what players do is they do wrist curls and – and then they'll go out and they'll practice for the first, like, 20 minutes. You go out and you practice with metal pucks. And I know it sounds very arcane. You're like, why the hell would you do that? And you stick handle with metal pucks because they're heavy, very heavy. And you you do the wrist curls, and then your wrists are sore, But and then you're stick handling with a metal puck. At first, it's really heavy. By the end of the 10 or 20 minutes or whatever, the puck feels normal. Then they get rid of the metal pucks, and you get normal pucks. All of a sudden, you feel like the Incredible Hulk because the puck is pretty much a feather compared to what you were playing with. The analogy Zach was trying to get at is that the Seahawks just played this really, really, really great defense in the the Saxonville Jaguars, and they still put up some a decent amount of yards and points on them. So now they're going to come back home, and they're going to play a Rams team where the defense, I'm not as sold on it either. I'm sort of with Viz. I'm not really sure what to make of them. And Seattle, it's almost going to feel like they're playing on, like, easy mode in Madden, where it's going to feel a lot easier to move the ball and to play against them, and they're going to be way less physical than, say, Jacksonville at home. I believe that's where Zach was going with that. 
Thank I you. mean, to me, like Jack. I agree. I agree with Matt that they're like a year away. Like I just had the taste in my mouth after that game ended. Like once blows out his knee before Foles comes in the game, you're up four points at home because they go right down and score. Uh, Gurley gets someone yard touchdown before Foles ever has to come in the game. That's a team I think a real contender. They find a way to finish off this game against a backup quarterback. I know Foles is a very good backup quarterback. Probably could start on some teams, but. I, th- I just I don't know who's their best win against either like at Dallas earlier in the year. I know they beat the Saints recently, but without both cornerbacks, uh, you go through the rest of their wins. I mean, they did beat the Jaguars before still the Jaguars have, were about you, to go to London. I mean, I know the Saints take- with the Saints when you still have to outscore that offense though. I mean, and that's yeah, that's yes. an accomplishment. Sure, holding them to twenty points is strong, but that was before they were really. Uh, Getting Kamara the ball as much. I mean, he had only eleven touches uh, in that that's, game. That's fair. That's fair. And I, I, don't, like, I feel like he's the whole reason the Saints' offense has exploded because I personally don't. I think Drew Brees has fallen off a decent I've, amount. I've, I've, yes. I've so, yeah. so I mean, watching that Thursday night game between them and the Falcons, it was like both of those quarterbacks were doing their best to just give it away. And hell, it was a year ago. Matt Ryan was the MVP, and and Brees was been carrying that offense for years it was kind of bizarre to watch yeah i want to say this uh because you actually brought up a point about trying to finish off that game and then bringing back the saints game where i'm thinking what is sean payton doing kicking a field goal when they're in like the five within the five or the ten or wherever and then uh, sean McVay when he's uh when he's punting the ball on fourth and 10 with like three minutes to go and he has time, his three timeouts. Um, uh, is it me or are coaches just making terrible clock management decisions across oh, the God, board? It's all and, uh, and I it guess I'm going to let, over. and I think I'm going to introduce another classic Viz rant here for a moment. <laughs> Viz, I'll let you take the cake on this one. How do you feel about Sean McDermott punting the ball with four minutes left in the overtime game? <laughs> Here we go. I don't on think that was a bad move. In overtime. It, it, it dropped their the second they punt based on number fires that, uh, projections. Their win probability went down about 10.5%. It went from 32 and change to 20, 22 and change. It's completely indefensible, especially when you consider that he didn't know what to do. Call the timeout. And then punted, which would take 40 more seconds off the clock that they would have needed to get the ball back. Except that the Colts, because they don't give a shit, were throwing ridiculously ridiculous passes with Jacoby Brissett to nobody in this in this snowstorm. This is my favorite game ever. Yeah, and he gets bailed out because Deontay Thompson somehow makes a crazy catch, and McCoy finally broke one, which was coming the whole game. But you know, the, my problem with his rationale is. He doesn't have the faith in his offense to go for it on fourth and one, but he has the faith to let Joe Webb on third and ten with like a minute left in the game throw a ridiculous pass that got picked off and could have easily cost the Bills the game right there. There's just no consistency in what he's doing, and you know, to be results oriented, it worked out. But in the long run, I think it's a pretty clear uh, losing play. Because a tie effectively eliminates the Bills from the playoffs. Let's be realistic now. You can't assume that they're going to beat New England. You assume it's a loss. You have to beat Miami twice, 9-7. and seven, You hope they have the tiebreakers. 8-7-1 is not getting in. You're Rex not beating Ryan, Jay Cutler twice. 
Maybe not, but we'll <laughs> okay. see. I mean, Max Ryan effectively got fired last year because he did the same thing. He punted the ball to Miami with about two and a half minutes left in overtime, and the only difference was J.H.I. ran for 80 more yards on two plays and scored for his second 200-yard game against the Bills last year, and that effectively got him fired. He did the same exact thing, and it's just completely oblivious. They should All these teams should have a guy on the sidelines basically telling the coach, a player to in advance, if we get to this spot, here's what you should probably do uh, and go from there. Philly had the spot. Uh, they went for it. Pittsburgh had one where they were down fourth time. They had about fourth and four on the eight, and Tomlin was one for it. He didn't even think about it. You just need to make the decision and go. I can at least understand it from that point. Calling a timeout is even worse. But I, I, you're right. How many coaches do you feel good about making the right decision in these spots? I mean, Belichick on the whole, definitely. Uh, McVay is a guy you, you can tell he's willing, he puts his foot down. He, when they're up seven, he wants to go up 14. When they're up 10, he wants to go up 17. No matter the spot, he seems a guy who's willing to go for it. Yeah. But there are just so many old school in quotes, coaches, and old school is just wrong because you can look at the math of the situations. And Mike Tomlin a lot of the times, it's not those guys. Tomlin is just, I mean, he doesn't go for two as much as he used to. And, you know, I just think his scheme against New England every time is horrible, and that's why they always get killed by them. But he has, he's willing to take some chances. It, it's more to blame for teams that have a, a quarterback who can run, too. Like, Carolina had the year where they were going for it a decent amount because how are you going to stop Cam Newton on fourth and one? You, you really, it's almost impossible. You, nah. you have Aaron Rodgers, you can move around. You have Carson Wentz. These quarterbacks who can move around, it's it's so much easier. Uh, I just feel like we should it should be a time where coaches are getting better. Uh, you look at the NBA and a lot of these coaches are great right now, and it makes the three to five really bad ones stand out. It just seems like every week there's like three or four decisions that are just mind bo- mind boggling to to me at least and to at least most of the people on my Twitter feed and so on. No, I got gotcha. you. Um, but yeah, you you kind of brought up the Pats and Steelers a little bit, and I do kind of want to talk about the failing Pats a little bit um, and just how <laughs> how they're. I want to I want to talk about their matchup against Seattle and just how their season's kind of falling apart. So Zach, why don't, why don't you tell us why New England season is not falling apart? Well, I'll, I'll talk about their game against Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah. but I want you to talk about how they lost to Jay Cutler last week. Um, so <laughs> their game against Pittsburgh, I think, is a really uh, obviously it's huge for AFC just for the conference, for playoffs, but honestly, as as a Pats fan, obviously I, I want them to go out and crush it. However, I'm I'm really in love with all things Pittsburgh in this game. This is a injury riddled Pats defense and offense that is coming off a, a short week. Um and they're still on the road. They have to go all the way back to New England and then go all the way to Pittsburgh, which, you know, honestly, that isn't a huge travel, but still, it's a lot of traveling in the span of a couple days. Um, I think you're starting Lev Bell, obviously, Big Ben, obviously, uh, and Tony Brown, obviously. I don't have any problems with Juju Smith-Schuster. It, it depends on who you have, but I think... Well, okay, so first off, 
you know, for the past couple of years, we've always talked about how Belichick shuts down their number one receiver usually. I don't think that has happened a lot this year, but I still think the attention should focus obviously mainly on Antonio Brown and it's been weird right because these past couple weeks we've seen defenses not really play a safety over the top when covering Antonio Brown they kind of just resort to like double coverage or just straight up one-on-one cornerback wide receiver matchups I would expect the Pats to really use safety coverage against Antonio Brown if not safety coverage and double coverage and just say all right you're if you're going to beat us you're going to beat us with Smith Schuster and you're going to beat us with Martavis Bryant or well obviously and Lev Bell as well I think you can start uh Juju um and then on the pat side of the ball I'm not really thrilled about um Amendola or Chris Hogan I think you can start Brandon Cooks because the secondary is bad enough where obviously you want to start receivers, but I'm really not confident in Hogan or Amendola. Cooks, I'm okay with. Gronk, obviously. Brady, obviously. When it gets to the running game, this obviously. is Obviously. Yeah. Have you, seen, have you seen the stat on Brady and uh... – how he does in the how he does in the fantasy playoffs and how he throws up stinkers. Okay, yeah, but you're not okay. Are you really gonna tell me you're gonna bench Tom Brady in the playoffs? No. Okay, so Dude, anyway, I'm controlling you. Anyways, <laughs> I know. So, um, it, when it comes to the running game, I, I'm interested to see what, or hear what you guys say about this. I don't think you can bench Rex Burkhead at this point. But I'm not no. sure what you can do with James White and Deion Lewis. I don't think you can start those two. I, I really don't. Because I wonder if this turns into like an absolute no, Rex, track Rex meet. Burkhead. Okay, Rex Burkhead is good for a touchdown a week, it pretty much seems, because mm-hmm. he gets yeah. the red zone carries. Deion Lewis, up until this week, up until this past game against when they lost to the Dolphins, um, that game. Uh, before Thank you that, for emphasizing that. You're, you're welcome. The two games before that, he led the NFL in yards uh, amongst running backs. So I'm totally fine with going back to starting Deion Lewis. He just had a, he had an off week, and I okay. think he should be able to do that, some that's things. A, against. That's a fair point. What about James White as like a PPR flex no, option? No, I haven't been I starting him since like it. week eight. Yeah, I I don't, I, I don't know. Good. I mean, I'll ask you, Zach, because you're the Patriots fan. I'm sure you watch him more than me. I feel like the team's better. When Lewis is in the game, yeah, they are. Anyone else? They're better. Uh, Honestly, they're better. It's with almost Burkhead. like they're trying to. It's almost like they're trying to force feed Burkhead. Burkhead when he's on it, the field. That's kind of what it feels to me too. Like they did the first few weeks with Gillisley. I know it's different because he can't catch a cold. He's just a straight runner, and everyone freaked right. out. He had the three touchdowns. Burkhead is like a facsimile to White or Lewis, but I just feel like when Lewis is in, it opens up things way more for them. I would feel confident playing him. I wouldn't feel good about White. And with the volume Burkhead's getting, uh, I would feel good playing him. Especially in PPR. For sure. I don't feel as good about Juju as you. I kind of agree that they're going to try to take away Brown more. But I think part of Pittsburgh's best way to combat that is just have Martavis out there and just run deep almost every play. And if he gets one-on-ones, take it a fair amount until New England's forced to try to do something else. And they move Brown around a lot, too, so they'll get him the ball. So I don't I don't feel as great about Juju. I also want to add that Rudy's system absolutely hates Cooks this week. 
Uh, Hasm is the fortieth receiver. Really? I don't. I don't that's think that's crazy. right. I really yeah, don't think that's right. Uh, well, he's seventh on fantasy pros. So. Well, yeah, but a lot of things are updated, so I would really check like Sunday yeah. morning. Oh because... yeah, it'll change. It'll yeah, change for sure. And he's also like, you know, the gap between first or fortieth and twenty second is like two DraftKings points, which is nothing. But uh, I did find that kind of interesting. You know, the way New England has killed Pittsburgh in the past. Pittsburgh does the same thing. They give them all these short, easy passes. Then uh, they just get eight yards of play over and over again before it was to Edelman. Now, you know, with him out, Amendola or Gronk, over and over, and just gash them over, like, ten yards of play over and over again. So it might not be the best spot for Cooks, but, you know, Tomlin decided to spice it up last year in the playoffs, too, and also let Chris Hogan wide open 25 yards deep every play. So that could happen with Cooks, too. I mean, I would not be shocked if New England pushed 40 points in this game either. Just the history that Pittsburgh has against them is just so overwhelmingly bad. And the Shazier injury obviously hurts a ton. And I, I don't. I just. I like. It's hard not to like. Yeah. So. So my dream scenario is that Juju Smith Schuster just kind of disappears for the rest of the year, and he's super cheap in redrafts next year because I really like him. Like next year, right? Uh, I mean, can, I mean, I can't imagine Martavis Bryant's back there. Next no, year. he's. I'm pretty sure he's oh. a free agent. Right, and he's not going to go back. So no, I he's going to he's going to go disappear on the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even kidding. I, I know. I know the bills. The bills called and asked about him before the trade down before they got Benjamin. I mean, there's a lot of teams. That could, there's a lot of teams that could use a, a deep threat. At least. What do we and, think? What do you think about Martavis Bryant out in San Fran with sexy, sexy Jimmy Garoppolo? Holy shit, I like it. I mean, San and, Fran. And, do they even need him though? No, I mean, between Pierre Garcon's probably retiring after this year, right? He's still living. I'm kidding, but like, no, I mean, he had a really good year last year, and he's thirty. He had a really, okay, he had a really good start this year, but I mean, um, Marquise Goodwin is a good football player. Rookie, yeah, I mean, he's another guy. I mean, he was the guy who got hurt every single year for the Bills, and you could just see the flashes. No, no, so him, him. Him, Martavis Bryant, and Pierre Garcon. I mean, that's that's a good offense of Jimmy G. I mean, uh, I mean, Jimmy G should have been the franchise quarterback for the Patriots, but now it seems like he's going to be for the 49ers. So yes, I mean, I I think Kyle Shanahan might be the best like offensive coach in the league. He's just incredible. So uh, yeah, whoever the 49ers get, I'm I'm fully expecting that team to be very good in the next year or two. All right, so we got one more game to talk about. I'm gonna just do, one. Do you guys want to talk about the Cowboys Raiders? Start uh, everyone on the Cowboys. All right, let's go. We'll move on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you, start, you start Morris and Rod Smith. Not Morris, <laughs> but I'd start Rod Smith. You wouldn't start Morris. Uh, no. I think I. Would, I, I think, think so. you can actually start both and be okay. Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not Ingram Kamara by any means, but <laughs> no, that's for sure. But yeah, I mean, it's a decent over under in the game. I don't really know what to expect from the Raiders on a weekly basis, so it's hard to say. Uh, I kind of like both running backs, but I don't love either of them either. It's just a weird, a weird situation. You start Dez, you start Dak more than likely, and f- from there, you. 
it depends what you need, really. Uh, yeah. The upside's not great for Morris. He should be able to get you a decent turnout if that's all you need. Smith's definitely high upside, as we saw last week, and maybe that Some leads him bitch. to get the ball more. I don't know. But I do want to talk about my my terrible um, <laughs> head head coachless, generally coaching staffless uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Falcons on Monday night. The Buccaneers get a primetime game, and I think they've won four games this year is all. It's it's really sad, and they're going to embarrass themselves on national television, what or they're going to piss me off and win this game against the Falcons and screw up the draft. What is going to happen, Zach? Which one is it going to be? Just because I want to gobble up the tears of Matt Bowie, I think it's they win. I think they win. The Bucks win? No, I honestly I don't think they'll win, but just no. for the sake of this <laughs> argument, I hope they do. <laughs> There's no reason to be vindictive, Zach. Yeah. Uh, I have every reason to be after the onslaught of Patriots. Five Super Bowls. See? See? This is unfair. I can't argue about football. Brass Ball's not for whiners, Zach. It's not. Um, I think Atlanta's going (laughs) to beat them pretty easily here. I I really don't. don't. Julio Julio Jones is the far and away number one wide receiver, right, given his history against Tampa. I still think uh, it's A.B., yeah. but he is a number one, yes. I don't think he's the number one. Who's the number one, Zach? Antonio Brown. I'm talking about this week. Antonio Brown. Okay. I'll, be- I'll bet you a popsicle that uh, I have. Julio- I mean, I have Julio number two and Keenan Allen three, but I still have A.B. number one just because it's All right, A.B. Hold on, everyone. I think... Uh, I think Viz is about to tell us that Tampa is going to win this game here. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I don't go that far, but I wouldn't put it past Atlanta to play poorly and squeak out the game by a field goal at the end either. Uh, this line's at hard to even more. The betting line is at six right now. I fully expect that number to get to seven and possibly blow through seven. The standalone late games in the week always get more bets and. I can't. Can you see anyone publicly just betting Tampa Bay? Like they've just been so bad. Uh, what I'm I looking might at get now, drunk and do it. Like I'm looking at over eighty percent of the bets on Atlanta right now. If that number gets to seven, you're probably going to talk. It's probably going to talk Ooh. me into betting the Bucks. Bet um, against the public. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put a Tampa's got some talent. You're right, though. The coach Cutter's hope was, and Matt Ryan's shown that he can play poorly in some spots at least turn it over. So, like, would it shock me if Tampa's in this game, at least to the end? Not really. I'd be surprised if they won outright. But I don't think it's, like, a lock that they get blown out. Like, you look at the Jets this week. That's a lock to get blown out. You know, Yes. You know, that game won't even be close. Tampa, Tampa Bay is not a lock to get blown out by, by any stretch. Are you worried so, that Atlanta played on Thursday night last week and now they're waiting till, all the way till Monday night this week? No, I don't. I don't think that means <laughs> that's like. That, I mean, that, that might like that's a that's essentially like having a bye week at that point. I mean, it might it might help them quite a bit. It could start slow too. I mean, I it's it's a team depending kind of thing. I'm starting to question their coaching a little bit too. Sarkeesian instead of Shanahan. Oh, I said it, I said he's in early 2017 that Dan Quinn is fucking trash, and he is. Dan Quinn is trash. Uh, I mean. How many how many coaches do you think are actually good? 
Like throughout the whole league, like I, the number in my head is just so low. It's like can you count it? Can you count it on one hand? Three. I think there are three honest, honest to god, good coaches. Like really, really good coaches in the NFL. Okay, let's hear it. Belichick, Pete Carroll, and Sean McVay. Okay, there is. Um, you did. You didn't name my number two. My number two is John Harbaugh. Like. The Ravens have next to zero talent. Like their teams are horrible. <laughs> what? And somehow every year they're in the spot to be <laughs> in the playoffs, and I don't understand it. You know what it the is- crazy thing is? I was thinking the same fucking thing. What? You guys are all high. Why don't you go on the talkie podcast and jerk each other off? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay well, that no, is no, quite no. possibly the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, no. Okay. That's the best. Shut. Shut. Yeah, shut up. No dude. shit. Alright, uh, Sean, Sean Payton's a good coach. Yeah, I was, I'm was. i going back and forth on <laughs> Payton, though. Mike, Mike, I think Mike, Doug, Zim, I think, Mike Zimmer's a really good coach. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I forgot think, about I think, Zimmer. I, I think Doug Marone's a good coach, too. No. Uh, Ooh. No? I, I totally agree. I totally, totally, who's, totally agree who, about Mike Zimmer. Who's the, defensive, who's the defensive coordinator for Jacksonville? I'm sorry, how many top five picks Jay, I don't know. Jay. Defense. I don't care who... Coordinators, they have so much talent out there. They're, it would honestly be a miracle if they didn't do well on defense. Yeah, their defensive like, coordinators apparently Todd Wash, who I've never heard of until I just googled his name. I mean, Doug, <laughs> Doug Marone's probably Doug Marone's probably the best coach you guys have had in the past twenty years. Oh man, that's Ooh. like I would take Rex over him in a heartbeat, honestly. <laughs> yes, and then like no, it, no. the coaches have been so no. bad. No, Rex. Like, yeah, no. first of all, that's Marone not. Is, Doug Marone is the perfect guy to come in, and then in three years, everyone in the organization is going to hate his guts, including the so players. He's, he's, so he's John Gruden. Basically. John... He's um, the guy who's going to bounce around, and he's just... No, John, <laughs> John, Gruden, still... John Gruden inherited Tony Dungy's team. Right. Won the Super Bowl, that is such a bad take. I mean, Jim Caldwell did it. Dude, I mean, Tony Dungy, that's, that's what... Every... You won't even go live. Matt, but I understand... <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt, I okay, yes, I may have been one or two years old at the time, but I understand what the mindset was and I've looked at these things and I've I've just I I understand like I've studied this and that sounds super lame, but it's true. Yes, Gruden took over a lot of what uh Dungey was able to build upon, but everyone like I'm pretty sure Dungy and like 50% of people living at the time and still that live here in Tampa Bay believe that Gruden didn't do Jack to actually win the Super Bowl. Because it's true. But it really isn't though. He because had Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Rondé Barber. He had work done. He had Mike Allstott. Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, yes, Joe they had it. He had a, So okay. So they then why didn't everything? So why didn't Dungy win? Why didn't? Why couldn't he beat Philadelphia? Gruden, Gruden could beat stuff. Philadelphia. Because it the ball just fell the right way. Oh, come on, Matt. You're better than that, I dude. S- I watched, Tony, I watched, Tony Dungy I watched sucked. all these games. Because <laughs> like, Tony, Tony Dungy was just a bad coach. Gruden, Gruden shouldn't... Is I don't think we should take away from Gruden because... Okay. The fact again. that Dungy won one Super Bowl with Peyton Manning is fucking mind-blowing. That team should have won four exactly. in those Thank seven you. years. Thank you. <laughs> 
Yeah, but it doesn't uh, necessarily mean Gruden's like a god. That team no, is so but I don't. Snack. But I'm just. Yeah. I I hate when people talk about how they take away from Gruden's success because it was like, oh, this was Tony Dungy's no team. Gruden's Tony Dungy. Success. He won a Super Bowl. Dan Marino didn't win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Dan Marino. Oh God. Okay. All right. Here we go. Is he a good coach? Doug Peterson in Philadelphia. Is he a good coach? No, I thought he was horrible last year, so I'm not ready to like completely. I'm change. not sure. I think he's I good. Think I don't think he's great. Jim Schwartz is an awesome coordinator. Like, there's no yes. way around that. He's a so, terrible head coach. Great coordinator. And by the way, that he actually got the thing. He actually got Detroit in the playoffs. I have, I, have a, I have an interesting amazing. one. I have an interesting. Okay, one. Ron Rivera. He's another guy. Like he's had some awesome years, yeah. and then he's had other years where it's just like I, I don't know. I, I feel like good. he's Maybe solid. Not great. Yeah, he's fine. Like, I feel like the public would put Tomlin in this category. I just, I don't. He, I don't. He do seems that like yet. he seems like the baseball manager who is awesome in the clubhouse and everyone loves him and Team Morale is up and all that stuff. But tactically, it's just not quite there. They and, should. They should have won me, a Super Bowl by now. Me for, forgive me for not knowing the head Chargers head coach's name. Andy stinks. Also, too early to tell. No. Yeah, it's not long enough anyway, but, I mean, he pissed away a few games earlier in the year, and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to pamper them for because it, it was the first games ever as a head coach outside of Week 17 last year for the Bills when he was the interim, and they made, and he, as a patsy to the GM, had to start Cardell Jones so that Tyrod didn't get hurt, and then they brought Tyrod back anyway. It's just a mess. Question. Yeah, we, don't have, we don't have enough information yet on, on Lynn, I don't think. Question, who's a better team manager like er, like up in the uh, front offices Phil Jackson or John Elway and I, I want Reed I want Reed to answer this because I know how much he hates John Elway then you know the answer but it's Phil Jackson yeah I think it's Phil Jackson too Phil, Phil Jackson almost traded away Porzingis <laughs> like, there is no but he didn't. for Denver I know because they good got call. rid of him good, before good, he could call, <laughs> they got rid of him before he couldn't <laughs> They try. Like, like, like the thing is, they are both equally horrendous, in in my opinion. Is Elway like John, really John that bad? Is dude, oh yeah, dude, dude. He, look at dude, what they've the done. He's they, he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and there he is thinking. Trevor you can't recruit Simeon. a fucking quarterback. Trevor Simeon. Yep, that's who I'm starting. Or he sits there, he's like Paxton Lynch. Yeah, there we go. That that's it. We got him. He's tall and he has teeth like me. Like just all right. Just imagine this and, game. And, they, right? and everyone forgets too. Like they drafted Osweiler when they got Peyton for him to eventually take Peyton's spot, and then now Brock's on their team again, but barely in the league. Teams giving so, up second round picks just to dump him. <laughs> I got. Is Adam Gase still going to be a head coach in two years? Yeah. I, I think he's really good, actually. I think he's. A, uh, I think he's good. I think he's. I think what? he is in the top forty percent of coaches in the league. I don't he, disagree right now. He just has a talent deficiency, and like when your starting quarterback goes out before the season starts, like come on. I, I like I know we all love smoking Jay Cutler, but that dude is there for a paycheck. He's not there to like win. He's there to just like run the plays. Like he's not really like it. You want to? They talk it about like. It seemed Josh like Lowe's this past week. It looked like he wanted to win. 
Yeah, just to, like to prove that he could do it, and then yeah. he'll probably lay oh, an egg. Okay. Yeah, 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 no, then he'll lay an egg against the Bills. That's that's massive totally. egg this week. But I mean, Gates totally. got them in the playoffs last year, and with Matt Moore, you know, got hurt at the end of last year. They went into Pittsburgh and were in that game at the end of the fourth quarter. I just think offensively, he he has some some good stuff. I mean, we saw a lot of it uh, this last week. But, but the I'm so bitter about last year because I bet uh, Miami plus sixteen against Pittsburgh, and that didn't cover, even but though with... it looked like it. But with Gase, to. but with Gase, the bad take guy that I am in me wants to ask the question: If you put Gase in the NFC, what happens? Mm, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. It's I. I feel pretty confident about him as a coach. Like offensively, I mean, I I'll take him. In I feel Tampa. good. I would take <laughs> good call. <laughs> I would take you know offensively. I would take Kyle Shanahan ahead of him. I would take McVeigh at this point. But after that, I think Gase is in that next tier. I mean, after Belichick, as far as head coaches go, he's not that far down the list for me. I, I think uh, he's safely. He's super far down the list for me. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, interesting. but more interesting, though, I think there actually is one other fantasy, like, relevant game for the listeners. Let's do and it. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Baltimore it's the at Buffalo Cleveland. Bills. No, it's Baltimore at Cleveland. And the reason no, I'm going to say this, do, first do, of all, do you remember last week when you told us how big of a shootout the Colts and the Buffalo Bills game was going to be? And I thought don't, it was, give, don't give me any shit about the weather because you lived there and it was like three or four days before. So you should have knew that the, that the storm was coming. Well, actually, they didn't know that the snow was going to hit I, like I, during I, the game. They I, actually thought I, that it was going to wait till after. I that called being the said, weather. I, I called also the said that. I also said that it was going to be the most entertaining game okay. from an entertainment value. I also said that, and I'm going to sit here and tell you right now, I don't give a shit about that Rams-Eagles game. Bills-Colts was by far the most entertaining game to watch last week. So, so you're good at picking adjectives. That's, that's yeah, what that is. Yeah, I am, actually. <laughs> um, that being said, the fantasy-wise, Ravens at Browns actually is very interesting. Like You're obviously starting Alex Collins. Do you start Danny Woodhead? No, I don't know. I don't honestly think I'd play anyone else except uh, Collins on that offense. I, I, mean, I, okay. Well, if we were going to the Brown side of the ball, well, I yeah, just, no, that's different. But okay, this line also strong. moved from uh, Ravens minus giving nine. Now they're only giving seven. Yeah, I got a little. Da- I got a little. I got a little bit on Cleveland getting eight. Uh, we'll see how it works out. Usually, it's yeah. a disaster betting Cleveland, I, but. <laughs> Like, this is a game where, like, Baltimore coming off uh, their Monday night game. Oh, no, Sunday night game. Tough game on the road at Pittsburgh. Now they have to go on the road at Cleveland. Like, this sort of feels like one of those games. Like, is, is Baltimore, could they? Could they lose this one? No, if the Browns are going to win one, it was going to be last week. I mean, yeah, I mean, what a bad beef for people who bet Cleveland last week. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I I actually did not put anything into the account last weekend, so I lucked out because I was all in on the Cleveland money line. That being said, Deshaun Kaiser fantasy wise did have a good game. Last yes, he week. did, and we we all made a good call. Well, well, at the time three out of the four of us made a good call on that. Yeah, well, yeah, know, we don't have to name. We don't have to name. We don't have to name names. Hey, who are you guys talking about? <laughs> I, no, I, I just 
it ended up finishing kind of how I expected. Like I said, the Browns just find a way to lose. It's just amazing every week. They just find a way to one-up themselves. I, that was just incredible. So, oh, and by the way, I redeemed myself for losing on the prediction game of Deshaun Kaiser. Um, I called the weather in Buffalo. I just, I think mm. I said it earlier, but I don't think anybody heard me. I'm just gonna say it again. Hey guys, I, uh, I, I called the weather. Okay. So uh, <laughs> it's okay, guys. It's okay. I might be a bad fantasy analyst, but I'm a great meteorologist. <laughs> well, we're we're glad to have you, um, <laughs> Reed. Uh, does Hugh Jackson deserve another year? Fuck. Probably not. Um, I think he'd be an above-average offensive coordinator. Like, realistically, kind of dream scenario. The Bills fire Rick Dennison last week, and they bring in Hugh Jackson. They're going to they're gonna hire, hire Mike McCoy. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah, God, oh, yeah pro- probably. But, like, he was who they wanted to begin with, and he ended up going to Denver instead with Joseph. Like, I kind of... I would bet money that he's gonna. Yeah, I think that. Here. I think that'll be. I like. I Mike don't see McCoy Rick needs back. to take. Um, what's his name's uh, job from Florida Atlantic when he leaves after oh, Lane Kiffin. Kiffin. Yeah, just he just needs to disappear into like Florida Atlantic and let's bring Lane Kiffin back because he's <laughs> so much more fun, even though he's equally as bad of a coach. But I don't know, yeah. man. He's got Florida Atlantic playing like they're they run the score up. On yeah. People. They went nine and three, I think. They are the biggest lock in bowls. They're like somehow the team they went up against. They're like twenty point favorites. Oh my god, they're they're going to absolutely murder. I think it's they're going to run up the score. They're going to get like fifty five points on them. It's going to be great. And you see that smug ass Lane Kiffin (laughs) smirk everywhere. That being Zachary. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. And then uh, after that, I was going to have Zach ask you about some bowl games because I know he wanted to talk about that. Like, I'm just going to tell you now, I think Josh Gordon is going to have a field day in this game. I, you do against that secondary. I mean, Antonio, I know Josh Gordon's not Antonio Brown, but Antonio Brown had like 200 plus fucking yards receiving. Uh, they're missing Jimmy Smith still. I like they're going to they're going to force the ball to to Josh Gordon they didn't in the second half against the Packers. Uh, I, uh, I'll be honest. I had no idea what they were doing in the second half. Like they That's had true. that game that that should have been an easy win for Cleveland. Also, fantasy owners are probably really thrilled about that. The fact that Green Bay won that game because now Aaron Rodgers comes back. Uh, but like they're just gonna like Josh Gordon's still gonna get you eighty yards and a touchdown probably in this game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look at what's his. What's his floor in this game? His floor could be 15 yards, dude. I mean, he's done it before. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but, like, it's possible. Yeah, I think it is kind of low. I mean, I don't know if it's quite that low, but it is pretty low. I mean, after the first quarter last week, did he end up with another catch the whole game? No, and someone, um, pretty popular analyst, I can't remember... um, his name off the top of my head, but he tweeted out a couple of game logs from Josh Gordon uh, over the last couple of seasons or over, you know, like the 2014 season, whatever season that he played like week 12 through uh, week 17 or something like that. And he started off the first two games with very similar stat lines. And I mean, this is, I mean, it's all relative and shit, but like, 
<laughs> he completely disappeared after two games the last time he only played like five games in a season. And I know it's completely random and everything, but Baltimore's no slouch against the pass. So I I mean you you made you made a couple points there, but I think that there is a real floor with Josh Gordon. Do you see it happening this week? I I would bet on Josh Gordon, but I wouldn't be surprised if if it went the other direction. Yeah, I'd probably put it at like four catches, seventy yards. Whether he scores or not, I don't know. That his floor, four catches and seventy. No, no, oh no! Like what I think he's going to do. No, what do you think his floor is? Oh, two for thirty. Yeah, I don't know. It, it could get bad. It wouldn't shock me. Depends how this game goes. Really, I mean, Baltimore could get ahead if they run it down their throat. Like you know, they've been doing other teams and they're chasing the game. Then it it helps things out. But you know, if Cleveland can get in front, even then maybe it's actually you know around that two for thirty range that he ends up in. Right. I don't see that happening though. All right, I mean, Zach. What what bowl games did you wanna did you wanna know about? Before we get to that, it wouldn't shock me if Deshaun Kaiser actually has a good game just because the really? secondary okay. without Jimmy Smith. Uh, Week late. All right. Okay, we'll take it. <laughs> Week, Week late, but we'll take it. Um. So, all right. So, <laughs> we've got Central Florida at Auburn. Well, I mean, it's not at Auburn, but Auburn's nine and a half point favorites with a 67 over or under. I would take uh, Central Florida to cover. I would probably throw them in a tease if I could. I wouldn't that, tease that, that, it. I, if I would bet them, I, I think the points are okay. I, I actually think Auburn's just going to roll. Yeah. Do so, you don't think that offense can keep up? I think I don't Auburn, know. I think Frost Auburn. is gone. I mean, it, it's always weird judging how teams are going to show no, up. Once Frost is, uh, I, I did not know Frost was not coaching. Yeah, he's yeah. at Nebraska now. He lives in Nebraska. I knew he was – I thought he, he said he was going to coach the bowl game. I thought he would, too, because he showed up to practice today. Really? Yeah, a lot of these guys, they they end up not coaching the game because their school wants... I'm uh, pretty sure, like, two weeks ago, Frost committed to coaching the bowl game. That could be fake news. I'll I'll Google it right now. They already they already what? named uh, the guy who's going to take his job is uh, Josh Heupel, the, or Heupel, the old uh, Oklahoma guy. I, I So I don't know... It, it's hard to say how these guys are are going to do, or these teams are going to show up. But I mean, Auburn's really good despite losing to Georgia that bad. Like I would not be surprised if Auburn rolls. Like I don't hate taking the points, but I wouldn't tease it. I think it's a bit too risky because I think there is a real chance that they win by twenty some points. Okay, uh, twenty one hours ago, all of Frost's assistants from UCF except did jobs at Nebraska, meaning Frost will not be alone handling two jobs this week. White said later later that should Frost have scheduling conflicts, Walters will be the coach who speaks to the media. White said Frost had been committed to coaching in any bowl game. That was 21 okay. hours ago. That's, that's fine. That's usually, usually it doesn't so, happen. Yeah, it says he's doing that. That's weird. I'm fr- a lot, yeah. I got a, lot of teams, a, lot of, a lot of schools don't like that because they want their coaches already out there recruiting for – you can tell, though, like... No, it's good for really Nebraska loved, to let him, too. And you can tell, like, he really loves this team. Like, right. they're uh, UCF, like, he's really committed to finishing the season with them, and, like, he loves the guys and everything. Yeah, it's, 
it's weird for them. I mean, it, it's weird to say Nebraska is a dream job, but for Frost, it is. It's where he played in co- yeah. college, won a title, he won a and, fucking Heisman. Yeah, didn't he win a Heisman? He at least won the title there. I don't know if he won the Heisman. I thought he, I thought he won the Heisman. I don't know. I'll okay, so now that we know Frost is playing, we have a chance, and if he tees it to sixteen and a half, I'd still rather avoid them in a tease. This guy still think there's a real chance that so, they get. So, te- so tease, tease Auburn down to like two and two and a half or whatever. Yeah, I'd rather take that side if I was going to tease. Yeah, I you know I just think Auburn's going to win the game. Like, I don't. Like I think Auburn just physically is just gonna beat them up on deep. Like Auburn's defense is so good, and I, I don't like. I think the running backs are just gonna eventually they're gonna wear them down. It reminds me of um, uh, who did um, who did Florida State play when it was EJ Manuel and they played um, Northern Illinois. Yes. And everyone was like, "Wow, Northern Illinois, like, like mid, like, um, not Power Five, like, really, really good team." And Florida State, just like the athleticism, just sort of took over in the second half, and they just handed the ball off every time. And Northern Illinois couldn't do anything about it. I think you're going to see something similar to that here, like. I think you see, like, I think UCF's a good team. I think they do have a lot of talent. I don't think it works against Auburn. I think Auburn's actually a pretty good team. Yeah. All right, Zach, what's your next game? All right, the next game we got is Wisconsin, six-and-a-half favorite against Miami. I like Wisconsin. Yeah, I like Wisconsin with the defense. That's good to hear. All right, just just doing this quickly, uh, we've got – this kind of surprises me. LSU, three-point favorite against Notre Dame. Uh, LSU. I love LSU. Coach O all day. I'm a I think Coach O all day. I, I don't really uh, know what to expect because if if Wimbush plays okay, then Notre Dame uh, can definitely win. And if Wimbush plays like he is in other games, then they might get absolutely killed because he's just his floor is so bad it's literally like give the game away bad. So, I mean, if I had to make a pick, I would take LSU, but there is a. It's not like they're ridiculous underdogs. Notre Dame's got a realistic shot, I think. All right, and then three quick games. Uh, we've got Penn State, three-point favorite against Washington. Washington. I can't – I don't know. I, I've had a tough time buying into Washington. I kind of like Penn State, but I don't feel great about that game at all. Reed? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I fading, don't feel great I'm about fading it. I, don't, I feel horrible about this game because I, I didn't watch enough of the Huskies this year. I – Lean Washington, but I like I'm not confident at all on that. Okay, and then we got a straight up pick'em game between Georgia and Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Bank I am Mayfield. I am all in on Oklahoma. Honestly, if like if Oklahoma's offense, I don't see Georgia stopping it. And if Oklahoma can get like three stops on defense. I don't see Georgia keeping up with them. I think Oklahoma yeah, is just going to put I, up I, so many points. I, so I, many think, points. I think Oklahoma is either going to win or lose by 30. And if they win this game, I think they're going to lose the title game by 30. They're just the type of team that in these spots in the past, you know, maybe it's different with Mayfield at his best uh, and not Stoops, Lincoln Riley, but they are prone to just laying massive eggs in spots. They did last year. It wouldn't shock me if they did it again. 
but I lean them in this game. I I think this is another game where every outcome is in play, honestly. I can see Oklahoma scoring 40-some points, doing well, winning relatively easily. I can see them getting murdered, too. I can see a close game either way. I really have no good feel for that game at all. National champion, real quick. Reed. Clemson. Alex. Bama. Well, that, Bama. Well, that, that's I'm, interesting that you say that, Reed, because the, the final game I was going to ask you guys about is uh, Bama's a two-point favorite against Clemson. I'd take Bama. I, I mean, no to me, these are the two like best Bama. teams. Uh, these are the two best teams. I, I, think, I think Clemson, when they play their best, is actually better, but I, I'd lean... Bama. I don't have again. I don't again. I don't really have good explanation for it either. I just I lean that way barely. It's going to yeah. definitely be a fun game to watch. Is um sure. is Alabama's defensive coordinator Pruitt? I think it's Pruitt. I think his name is. It did, went to Tennessee. Yeah, the guy who went to Tennessee. If he's not coaching in this game, I actually like. I like Clemson. I like Clemson over Oklahoma. Also, that will be by far the best championship game possibility. Um, from an entertaining perspective, I, I just I like Clemson a lot in this game. I I'm not like Clemson's defense is really good, and so is Bama's. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to ask me which offense is better, I think Clemson's is. And I'm outside of Calvin Ridley, I'm not really sure it's that close. There's so many weapons on Clemson. So what do we what do we think tr- about? I don't trust do Jalen Hurts. What do we think of Bo, Bo Scarborough as a NFL running back? He's going to be a filler guy. I don't think he's actually going to be a full-time starter anywhere or anything. Uh, I got to I gotta take off, but I'll just say. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Why don't you uh, let us know your Twitter name? Oh, uh, at Razzballviz, V-I-Z. All right, Zach, uh, why don't you drop us your Twitter handle real quick? You guys can follow me on Twitter at Razzball underscore Zach. And, Reed, you got the uh, ambulance report coming out tomorrow. And uh, why don't you let us know what your Twitter handle is? It's uh, ReedCash17, R-E-I-D-K-A-S-H-1-7. All right. You can find me at Razzball underscore MB. Got our rankings out. Got my Monday article out. Uh, Check us out on the podcast. Peace. Or anywhere. I've had a couple beers. All right. Later. Yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.